reality is when you set up a training structure to allow for the bigger bang for your buck movements um, that are that are structured in a way um, with a with with the right intensity um, and your your execution of those movements, um, meaning you have really good good form and you also have standardised form. You, you know, squatting to depth and your, you know, all your range of motion is the same each time. Um, after that, it's just about intensity of effort. So how, how hard you can go within those kind of parameters. How much work you can do will just sort of work itself out based off that. So generally what we find is, you know, given that the people we work with aren't professional athletes or anything like that, like they've got lives, that three days a week is really, really good. Welcome to the Win at Life podcast a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can break free from restrictive diets and build a body and life you love. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and your host for this episode. Today, I'm sitting down with the co-founder of New Strength and my partner in life, Craig McDonald. Now, are you a woman who puts so much effort in the gym, but your body just isn't changing? Well, that used to be me. I trained six, seven days per week, and I really thought I knew what I was doing, but my body certainly didn't look like it does now. That all changed when I met Craig. And I get this question from women all the time, Kitty, how should I train to achieve a toned athletic body? So I decided to sit down with Craig and talk about the training methodology he used to transform my body and thousands of other women's bodies in the Win at Life program. I actually remember one of the first dates we had was in the gym. He asked me to show him how I deadlifted. So I did one rep and he said, Kitty, put the bar down. I really thought I was strength training effectively, but I had no idea how to execute the big compound movements and I never tracked my progress. I always just thought that I needed to do a heap of cardio to, you know, lose body fat and look toned. I didn't really understand what strong meant or how to extract a maximum performance. In this podcast episode, Craig and I chat about how you should train if you have hormonal issues, where we actually start women when they enter our program, if they have zero experience, or even if they're advanced lifters, some of the mental hurdles involved when you start strength training, why training more should never be the goal, what measurements you should actually be looking at instead, where we see a lot of women go wrong, and what we believe are the best exercises and why. Training in progress doesn't have to be overcomplicated. As always, take a screenshot and share your biggest takeaways on Instagram stories and tag me at K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-E-L-D. Let's spread the word and free other women from restrictive diets and hours of cardio. Hey guys, today I have um, the other half of New Strength and the Win at Life program. As he's... (laughs) Well... Well, fondly known in the Win at Life program is the sausage. Poor Craig, one day we were doing a live and I called Craig sausage and um, I called him sausage on the live in our Win at Life Facebook group. And since then, everyone just loved it. And they've called him, they call him the sausage. So they call me the foghorn. We're the foghorn and the sausage. (laughs) (laughs) So Craig's the, the, the quieter in the background, other half um of of this company and I guess this this program and he really is the one that saved me from myself and all of the stupid cardio and ridiculous training that I was doing when I first met him I remember we had our well, we had our first date didn't we Craig in the gym one of our first dates and you 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 were like oh show me how you deadlift and show me how you squat and I did like two reps and he's he just said just put the bar down kitty so, you know, 
I, well, I had always thought that I had trained. Um, I hadn't really trained. I hadn't really strength trained. I didn't understand how to extract, yeah. you know, my, my true capability or true performance. Um, and I never tracked and measured any of my training. And, you know, I always, and I think a lot of women who come to us or women who follow me, you know, they want to improve their metabolism. So they want to feel good and they want to break free from restrictive diets, but they also want to get into better shape, you know, so they want, they want to look more toned. And I know you hate that word, Craig, but, you know, I think that's what women understand. Oh, I mean, it, it's, <laughs> that's what everyone's familiar with. It's a, yeah, it's a term that people yeah. And, and, and toned, toned is just the definition of toned is in the dictionary is having well-defined muscles. So, you know, yeah. I, I, I think that's a, the issue of they're like, oh, I don't want to build muscle. I just want to tone. And yeah, like, yeah. Really doesn't make sense. sense. And it's really, really hard to build muscle, as I found out from many years of training that I have been doing. Um, you know, so it's not like you're going to walk into the gym and just pick up a dumbbell and turn into Arnie. But, you know, I don't. I, I know this because I used to be this woman. You know, I, I, I never really, I didn't understand how I needed to train at the intensity I needed to train. And I always thought that I needed to just do more and more and more. And obviously I've learned over the years of working with you that that's just, that's just not the case at all. Mm. Um, so let, let's, maybe let's first, before we dive into the training and how, you know, we structure the training in life and how you should be, you know, the best way to train to achieve that tone athletic body. Let's talk about, because I think a lot of women come to us that have really compromised metabolisms. So, mm. you know, they poor sleep, poor digestion, hormonal imbalances, um, you mm. know, they've been under eating, temp, rest, low resting temps and pulses. Um, and, you know, because I don't think women realize how stressful tra- training is a stress, like anything mm-hmm. else. It's stress mm-hmm. on the body. So what advice would mm. you give to a woman who say had a lot of repair to do and had a lot of hormonal imbalances, you know, what advice would you give to her around training to start with? Yeah. So probably take a step back from, from that for a second. Um, I think a lot of what we try to do initially with, with someone comes in is, is trying to get an understanding of where their head's at in terms of what they want to achieve uh, but then also them laying out, you know, their current state, right? Their current metabolic state and everything that's going on with their work and do they have kids? And, you know, we, we, we want to get all of that information because once we actually know where the person's been and where they are now, it gives us an understanding of what we need to do from a coaching perspective of, of where they need to go and what we need to lead them to. Um, but often uh, what they want um, isn't going to align with what they need right now. And in some cases, uh, the, you know, as you mentioned, the training is a stress. If, if you're someone who's working a really stressful job, you know, you're working like, you know, I don't know, it's like 45, 50 hours a week. And then you've got young kids who potentially wake you up during the night and you've got other responsibilities and, you know, you're, you're suffering from a, a lot of those, you know, subjective measures that we talk about and digestive issues and, you know, the poor moods and energy and some of the menstrual cycle issues, you know, and, and, you know, this has all been going on for a while. And obviously we would assess each person specifically, but in some cases adding in strength training with the 
purpose of wanting to change body composition is something that's going to need to be reserved for a little bit later on once we just kind of fix up some of the bases because like at the end of the day you're already stressed and you're you're adding in some weight training which is a stress so you just Mm. get stress on top of stress which just equals more stress um i think i think it's a hard pill to swallow though sometimes craig with women you know like i I, you know, because you, 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 when you start this journey, I think so many women are like, I just want to lose weight. I just want to look better. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and it's, and it's, they're so desperate to look better that they can't yeah. see through the trees, you know, to go, well, maybe I need to just take a break and eat more food and dial my stress back and allow my body to, you know, it's like, it's like you're refilling that resource bucket again. Years of depletion, yeah. years of dieting. Um, your body yeah. just can't handle the stress from the training. No, no, and 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 it's it's and it becomes really evident pretty quickly when people try to do that and when they kind mm. of go against the, rec- the coaching recommendation. They're like, I I need to do this with my sanity. I'm like, I, I get that you want to do some exercise, but let's just do something that's less taxing. Right? Let's just mm. do, you know, and certainly. If, from my perspective, you know, I'm, I'm always about, you know, you know, strength is never a weakness, you know, building more muscle is always going to be a good thing. It's always going to be beneficial, but there's a time and place for anything. And sometimes for some people, it might be just a case of just doing some, some home sort of body weight stuff, a bit more mobility stuff, doing a bit more nose breathing kind of exercises and things like that to just allow them to just go, well, the training is very easy. It just makes me feel good. It doesn't add mm. to any further stress. And then mm. my focus for this initial, I don't know, four, six, eight, ten weeks, you know, depending on the person, is just going to be about trying to really focus in on the diet, uh, get more clear around that, understanding some of the foods that are triggering you. You know, all, all of these things, it's going to make up a nutritional strategy that this person can um, run with for the rest of their life because, mm. you know, a, a diet or nutrition approach shouldn't be something that you go on and off of. It should be something that you refine over time as your preferences change or you need change. But the reality is the, the, the structure of it doesn't really change. Mm. And it's, it's finding that structure that's going to work for the individual takes a bit of time. Mm. And so it's like just focusing on that because if you get that right, a lot of these things like your ability to handle stress and, you know, your sleep, your digestion, all these things are going to improve. Then you're going to be in a much better situation to then go, okay, cool. I've got this now, you know, we've got enough subjective data here and objective data to actually look at and see the improvements. Cool. Now we can start to have that discussion about, you know, more specific training to change body composition. Um, I ha- yeah. I had a, like pe- women message me all the time on Instagram and a lady messaged me a few days ago and she was saying, Oh, Kitty, I've been following, you know, you and like, you know, different people um, in the repeat world and um, this type of nutrition. And she's like, you know, I just, I can't get my temps and pulses up and I've got digestive issues. And, you know, she's like, I try and strength train five days a week. And, um, you know, I'm working with another coach and we've got my food right up to like 2400. I'm still putting weight on. And I, and then, you know, she said, Oh, I'm also going through a divorce <laughs> and I'm in heaps of debt. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. geez, that sounds so stressful. And I just said to her, you just need to stop training. Like, yeah. like how long have you been training for? Like you have to ask yourself, what's the priority? You know, what is your current priority? And she's like, well, I really want to get my temps and pulse up. I said, well, you're going to have to put the, 
body composition change and all the yeah. weight loss or whatever on the back burner. I said, also, you, you're also under a tremendous amount of stress in the rest of your life. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're, all you're doing is adding more stress. You, even if yep. you dial back the training, you may still not see, you, like the temps and pulses still might not come up because the emotional mm-hmm. stress of what you're going through is also affecting your body. And I think women, you know, we can get so caught up and we want to look better and we have to train to feel better, but it's really it's actually doing the opposite and you're not going to see great sustainable changes unless you lower the stress, unless you build that foundation, increase your body's ability to handle more calories, you're sleeping well, your hormones balance. Otherwise it'll just backfire on you. And I think too, like you just got to go, go tell yourself, I'm going to do this for a certain period of time. Once I get to a good spot, then I can train again. Then I can train again. And my body's going to handle it. And I think a really good way that you can see whether you're recovering from your training is look at your temps and pulses. Like I always notice, and I've got a robust metabolism, my temps will drop by like 0.2 or 0.3 the next day. But then if I give it a few more days rest, they'll come back up again and I'll be good. So imagine if you your metabolism isn't good, how much more that is going to affect you. So I think, yeah, if you're listening to this and you're someone who's struggling to heal and balance your hormones, like look at your training. You've got to look at all the different stresses and really reduce them so you can get allow your body to get out of that deficit because it's really just in a deficit is what it is. And, and the more stress you put on it, the more you're just pulling from it consistently and it can't get to a good space. So, yeah, look, if because I know we get a lot of questions about that. I think, you know, and, and you, you'll just know by how you feel um you know and how you sleep well, is, i mean yeah yeah so, i mean you can you can track those subjective measures which is what mm. we do like it's mm. it's it's very easy to to look at you know uh, over a four-week period look at each week and kind of go okay what what's trending is my sleep improving over this four weeks is my mm. mood and energy improving is you know are all these things happening that i can actually legitimately measure and you know like <clears throat> I, you know, I, I say this, you know, um, in the nicest possible way, but it's really not that fucking hard. Like it, it's, well, it's when, the, when you it's, actually, it is, you're right. It's, you not hard. it's mentally hard for women. It's mentally hard. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. But, but, but what I find is it's like, it really is just about refining the strategy of how you implement your food in your daily plan to be set up to allow you to do it week after week after week. And, and I mean, we've seen this time and time again, that the, the people that can kind of take a step back and go, okay, here are all the things that I can't control. So I'm just going to acknowledge them and put them there. Here are all the things that I can control, right? What are these things can I improve or remove, for example? And then the things that are only going to affect me and how I improve in this beginning is just going, okay, I need to get on point with my food and I need to just find a way to adjust my lifestyle that, you know, you're a man. You're a man. You're very logical. Yeah. You know, us women, yeah. when we're yeah, exhausted and hormonal and feeling, hating it's our bodies, right we're, to, we're yeah, irrational. Right approach. We're, um, we're irrational. We can't think, we can't go, okay, well, it's just as easy. I think women, they, they, they don't want to go accept it. Maybe I have to put some weight on. Maybe I have to, you know, like cut this training out for a period of time. It's hard, I think, for women to accept. It sounds so rational, though, what you're saying. It's logical. It makes sense. But well, I think it's it's coming to the, it's accepting that. It's being able to accept that and go, this is what I need to do now 
to get to where I want to be. And sometimes it can feel like you're going backwards, but you're not really going backwards. But but anyway, let yeah. I mean, you're not you're only going backwards if you you don't actually monitor what you need to be monitoring. And that way, you can go well. You know, if I just do this for like a good couple of weeks, like I'm going to feel different. Mm. And sometimes that can take a lot longer. You know, you think years and years it can take. Oh, look, no, I, I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. But it's like you, you just start with the simple things first and just let that grow on it, you know, and, yeah. and it's just like, you know, I mean, the time's going to pass anyway. Like, mm. what are you going to continue to do? The, the same dumb shit that you've been doing to get yourself in this current situation. Like at some point you've got to draw the line in the sand mm. and take the responsibility and stop making excuses for it. Like it really has mm. to be, you know, a conceded effort on your part. But, you know, the reality is like, as I always talk about it, that the things that we can truly affect is how much food we eat, the types of food that we eat. And then from a training perspective, the weight that you put on the bar, like that's it. Nothing else really matters outside of that. People want to get overly complicated with the biochemical processes of what they think might be happening at any given second of the day. But even if you did know it, you wouldn't be able to affect it anyway, except for the food that you stick down your neck and from a training perspective, what you do there. So, um, you know, I think it's really important that you just try and keep it as simple um, in the early stages and understand what are the things that you could potentially remove or change. I think Um, it's probably best to keep it simple all the time. Really? Like, Like, I mean, you always say to me, you're always like, you know, you're like, no, oh, you just make so much progress, Kitty. Like you just, you seem to, and you, but you, you say to me, when, when I reflect and look at what you do, you just push hard when you can, you listen to your body, you don't train yeah. when you're tired, you eat more food when you need it, you rest when you need rest. And he's like, it yeah. is actually that you're like, it's that simple. And that's why, cause you don't overcomplicate it. You don't think about it too much. You just go, how mm-hmm. am I feeling? Am I feeling good? I'm going to hit it hard in training today. I'm going to give it like go all out. And then there'll days I'll say to you, oh, I'm really t- sausage. I'm so tired. And, you, and I just like, I'm just not going to train today. And you're like, that's yeah. good. You know? Yeah. And I think yeah. women, they just have moved so far away. Like they don't listen to their bodies enough. And especially. Well, we're think, not taught to do that. Like, let's no. be honest. Like that's not what you're taught to do when you look on Instagram or anything else that's going. We're not taught to think it's like go hard or go home. It's like. Yeah. Always go hard. It's ridiculous. like. Ridiculous. I think, you Ridiculous know, let, mentality, right? let's, let's move on to the training. Cause I think a lot of women are confused actually about how they should be training to achieve yeah. that, that, you know, toned athletic body. And, you know, muscle is always better because it's metabolically expensive. You know, it burns fat for fuel and it needs more calories to maintain. So the more muscle you have, the more you can eat um, yeah. and, and, and maintain a leaner physique eating, eating more food. So it's, you know, obviously you've been working, God, we had the gym 2015. So it's been like six years of working with people and refining our, our methodology and, you know, how, how should women be training to it? Like, cause I think a lot of women train too much as well. Like I've done that before. I'm like, you know me, I'm like, I've got to do more. I've got to do more. And you're like, no, no, you need to do less. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So let's, uh, let's clarify that a little bit. So, um, if we're talking about a person who's who's in a, a a decent situation where they can train hard and you know everything's kind of going well, um, the like our philosophy or the way we want to kind of approach it is, uh, 
more is not better. Better is better. Okay. <laughs> Training more should never, ever be the goal. And certainly within the fitness industry and a lot of the evidence-based community, <laughs> all about training. They're like, oh, the studies show that you need to be doing 10 to 20 hard, between 10 and 20 hard sets per week. And there's other studies showing that you should be doing more sets per body part per week and whatever. And I'm like, I just, it's just ridiculous that it, that it, that this is what is being discussed from a training perspective, because the reality is when you set up a training structure to allow for the bigger bang for your buck movements, um, that are, that are structured in a way, um, with a, with, with the right intensity, um, and your, your execution of those movements, um, meaning you have really good, good form and you also have standardized form, you, you know, squatting to depth and you, you know, your range of motions the same each time. Um, after that, it's just about intensity of effort. So how, how hard you can go within, within those kind of parameters, how much work you can do will just sort of work itself out based off that. Um, so generally what we find is, you know, given that, you know, the people we work with aren't professional athletes or anything like that, like they've got lives that three days a week is really, really good. Um, some people who are in a better state and are a little bit more events, you know, four days um, is okay. It's funny though, like every, every time I've tried, to, you, you, we see this all the time. Every time I try and train four days, don't make, make, make progress. Yeah, but, yeah. The, but again, because it's like you're, the, the, the exercises that you're doing, your level of execution with good standardized form mm. and the intensity of effort on a per set basis creates so much stimulus for you that, that you try and training any more on a per week basis just sends you backwards. So it becomes really obvious. I make progress training three days. If I train four days, I don't make progress. Mm. And when you're making that progress, it just becomes so easy. It's like, well, there's just no point training four days. But so, I need to do more four days. I need to train this. I need you. It's like so I think, not I think women progress. are measuring the wrong thing, right? Because that's, that's what right. I used to think. Right. I was like, I was like, yeah, but I need to train more. And you're like, no, 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 Kitty, you, you're not measuring the right thing. The thing that you need to get better at and in, improve and increase is your strength. That yeah. is all that matters, yeah. you know, and oh, I've done programs where I've just done one set, one set to failure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and look, and, you know, and for some, some people who they're not at that level in terms of their ability to execute and create that stimulus, then yeah, it makes sense for them to do more work. It absolutely does. You know, doing more, you know, sub-maximal efforts of the, you know, more sets of the same exercise or that sort of thing. And, you know, practicing the movement and all that sort of stuff like that absolutely makes sense. But I think as you progress and you get better um, and you understand the fundamentals of, of movement execution, then your ability to create a greater stimulus on a per set basis just becomes greater. And, and it just falls out. If you're one of those people who can do that and just has better recovery ability than others, and you can train a bit more than all the power to you. But generally we find you know, three days is really good. Four days is a bit of a compromise. Any more than that, you just see no measurable progress. People are like, oh, I'm making progress on my lateral raises and my bicep curl. I'm like, that's great. But what what's happening with your deadlift? What's happening with your mm. squat? What's happening with your, your your big bang for your buck movements? If they're not moving, then 
you're just not changing. <laughs> it doesn't matter how many more sets you want to do of that. If they're, if it's just, if, if you're not making progress on the sets of matter, just. It, so yeah, when you say, when you say, and just this is for women who maybe listen to this and they're not familiar so much, so much yeah. with strength training, when you say making progress, progress, what does that actually mean? So uh, load on the bar. So adding weight to the bar over time. Um, and, and then obviously, um, you know, being able to do more reps with the same weight mm. over time. So that's, that's how you, you load is always the thing that we want to progress, you know, within a rep range that's like, you know, six reps or more sort of thing. There's, there's never usually much point doing anything less than that. Um, but anywhere from six reps to 30 reps, um, you know, as long as you're measuring, you're like, yep. Okay. I did 12 of the 12 reps with this last week. And now I've added two and a half kilos. I've done 12 reps again. Cool. That's progression. Or I did the same rep and uh, the same weight and I got 13 reps. So I've got one extra rep with the same weight as last week. That's progression. And then, you know, your double progression is obviously adding more weight and actually doing more reps in the week before that's, you know, that's the ultimate of what you want to aim for. Um, but if the progress is, is happening within that, um, you know, then that, that's, that's all you need to measure. Um, you know, uh, you can go further than that and start getting really particular and in, in measuring your, your rest intervals, like how much rest I'm having between sets and all that sort of stuff. I, th- I think that's mostly a waste of time. Um, I really don't think that matters unless, you know, like in with the current COVID situation, using something like that when people have got limited equipment absolutely makes sense. But I think when everything, you know, you're at a gym with all your normal equipment, it's just like, you know, the weight on the bar and the reps you're getting is all that matters. Um, you know, I think another place where I see women going wrong, and this is because I used to do the same thing is prior to meeting you, I never deadlifted. I could only squat yeah. 60 kilos really poorly. Um, I never bench pressed. I rarely ever leg pressed. So like, yeah. you know, I wasn't hack squatting. I wasn't doing any of those big compound movements. And once I started doing those um, and I learned how to execute them efficiently that and got stronger, that's when I really saw the most change. Yeah. So why can yeah, you I mean- talk about why those exercises are so good for building muscle? Yeah. So when we talk about a compound exercise, we're talking about like a multi-joint exercise. So like, you know, something like a squat, for example, you've got like your, your hip joint. So all the muscles around the, the, the hips, which is, you know, your glutes and um, your hip stabilizers and then everything around the knees, obviously your quads, et cetera. Um, so, you know, when you do a big movement like that, or you do a leg press or you do a hack squat or something like all of those muscles are working together to move you from A to B. Um, so when you're progressing the load um, at a, in a maximal effort, like if you go and, 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 and do a set where you're like, there's just absolutely no way, even if someone had a gun to my head, that I was going to get another rep. And then, you know, down the track, it's just like, well, I've added 10 kilos to this um, over, the, over the, the last two months or whatever it is. And I'm, I'm actually doing a few more reps. I'm actually doing like 15 reps instead of 12. It's like, that's a really big jump in performance. Mm. So you're, you're going to look different as a result of that. Um, th- th- there's just no way you can't. And if you're not looking different, it, it's, you know, like somebody was sort of say, oh, I, you know, I was only squatting 30 kilos 
when I started, but now I'm, I'm squatting 70 kilos, do you know? And it's just like, I'm, I'm definitely looking better, but I don't look the way I want to look. And it's like, well, 30 to 70 is a 40 kilo increase, but in the big scheme of the people who you were probably looking at 70 kilo squats, isn't that huge. Mm. Like, like compared to somebody like yourself who can, I don't know what, 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 I don't know what you're squatting these days, but you've, oh. I've seen you do, you know, 120 kilo squats for sets of 12 and, and, and that sort of thing. You know, that's, that's another 50 kilos on top of that. And it's sort of like, you know, why don't my legs look like kitty's legs? And it's just like, well, can you squat 120 for, no, I don't do that. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, when you become capable of doing that, that's when you'll look that way. Like you are a reflection of what you are capable of doing. It's no different to nutrition. If you're 50 kilos overweight, that the reason for that is because you've eaten too much. Mm. Like, you know, I mean, that's that's a whole nother topic. But but the reality is, you are a reflection of of what you what you do and what you are capable of doing. Mm. So, the reality is, when you focus on those big movements like a squat or a squat variation, it doesn't need to be a back squat; it can be a safety squat. Um, you know, even a, a Smith squat or something like that, or leg press. Um, you've got your deadlift vari- variations, um, you know, and then you've got your horizontal push variations. So whether it's bench press, I'm not a big fan of bench press. Um, you know, I prefer to do dips or dumbbells or a machine press. Um, and then you've got, you, you know, different sort of pulling movements like your, like chin-ups and things like that. You know, a lot of chin-ups is one of those real, like a deadlift. It's like you can't cheat that. It's like you hang and then you've got to pull yourself up and, you know, get your sternum close to the bar. It's like most people can't even get halfway. So it's like, well, if you could do 10 of those, you know, with, with good strict form, it's just like, well, your back's going to look different. Your shoulders are going to look different um, because you've increased that capability. Um, so, you know, you know, when, when people are, are kind of structuring a, a lot of their training around doing you know, booty band kickbacks and, you know, step back lunges with two kilo dumbbells and, and, you know, like little squat pumps, 1.5 squat pumps and all that sort of thing. Like, it's just not going to get the job done. You know, like we, we made some home programs with that stuff in for, for people during COVID. Um, and I structured it in a, in a way where they had very short rest periods and they had, you know, uh, a progression system that was actually based around a volume progression because they were limited on the thing that they needed in order to make progress, which was the load, right? They were limited to the amount of weight that they were able to use. So in that case, you know, it, it, it was an option to do it that way, but nobody was setting the world on fire in terms of body composition changes. Mm. Like we, we had, you know, hundreds of clients who were, who were doing this, and, you know, I, I was very honest from the outset. I said, look, this is to keep you moving. We want to use this to kind of, you know, potentially for some of you to improve your squat, improve some of your bracing ability to, to do some of these tempo movements and, 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 and hopefully improve it. But from a body composition perspective, nobody's lifting any heavy weights. You're not going to, you're not going to improve. You, you're going to literally try and maintain what you've got right now. And that's exactly what we saw. We had hundreds of clients doing this. None of them looked made any real changes, mm. but this is the stuff that a lot of people are doing on a, on a daily or weekly basis. You know, they go to the gym, they do this stuff or they go to a boot camp, they do this stuff. It's like that shit just, just doesn't work. 
know. You, gotta, you, you have to do so much of it too. You know, I'm like, I don't know yeah. why like women want to train fucking five, even four days a week now. I think, oh, like, so, we don't even have kids. But so many women that have got kids that are so busy, like, why would you want to train more than three days anyway? Yeah, but I, I think it's, again, from that, that, that perspective, that's, that's what everyone does. That's mm-hmm. what the fitness industry promotes. It's just like do something every day, be active. And it's just like, well, that, that's not the same as actually legitimately changing your body composition. They're, they're two mm-hmm. very different. Um, you, 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 you're training for two very different outcomes. Like if you want to look, if you want to have, you know, the nice round shoulders and, you know, the developed back and the nice peach bum and all that sort of stuff, it requires you to put some fucking load on the bar and, and actually become capable of lifting weights that you never, ever thought you'd ever be capable of. Mm. Like that's what it is. It's, it's like everyone, everyone's trying to overcomplicate this, but I'm like, you, you just need to become capable of lifting these weights. I know. And then it, yeah. how, how, many, how many days you do just, it, it's just, it just becomes so irrelevant. Like it just, it, it's, it's such a logical way of looking at it. Mm. that going, oh, I need to do this to feel the burn and exhaust, exhaust, exhaust the muscle and doing all this stuff. I'm like, it's, <laughs> I know. it's what everyone's it's, doing and no one's making the pro. Like it, it, it just. It's crazy. But, but it's just what the fitness industry tells women to do. Like, you know, they're no wonder. They can, I was confused. I was doing yeah. all that dumb shit before you met me. Well, absolutely. But even on the other end of this, the spectrum, you've got a lot of these IFBB pro bodybuilders who are you know promoting the stuff in the magazines of like this is this is how you're going to build the outer sweep on your quads by turning your foot this way and using this machine whatever and it's just it's just like that guy had outer sweep on his fucking quads when he came out of his mother's womb like it just wouldn't matter what this guy did not to even the drugs that they take like it just you know and i'm not not discrediting any the pros who train hard, like that, that's what I mean. But like a lot of people will look at that and take it as gospel as that. And it's just like you changing your stance on, on a hack squat and, and doing it a bit slower and doing all this sort of stuff is not the difference between what's going to make genuine progress. Mm. It's like, how much were you doing, you know, three months ago? Mm. Is the weight still the same? And are the reps you're still doing the same now? Yes. Do you look any different? No. Mm. Well, obviously. Yeah. Like, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, that was um, that was great. Thanks very much, uh, sausage. <laughs> it was oh, so no, nice to uh, have you <laughs> have you on the podcast. So, we're, we're guys, we're going to do more podcasting like this. We're going to talk about a range of um, of uh, of different topics. That's good. So, ladies, you know, like stop doing all the dumb cardio. Like I did it for so long, you know, getting that, like, obviously if you want to, you know, like not everyone has to strength train, but if you want to build a toned athletic physique, you have to yeah. strength train. But if you just Again, want to it's do. Con- ex- it's context dependent. To- you know, yeah, I, if you, I don't if want you anyone to think I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm hating on people who do boot camps or any of that sort of stuff. That's not one of them. Like if that's. If you love you boot happy, camps and you don't care and, about, the, you oh, know, yeah, building absolutely. muscle. And your metabolism is good and you're feeling good and you've got energy, you know, like do boot camps, like, you know, go dancing or learn how to do boxing or like, you know, it's finding the exercise that you like to do, but always ensuring that you're fueling your body well, you know, but if you want to be jacked, (laughs) if you want to be toned, you got to lift some heavy ass weights. Like that's what you got to do. That, that is what you have to do. Squat, bench, deadlift, do the variations of those ones. And that is what's going to change your body and don't overdo it. Like focus on what matters, which is getting stronger, progressively stronger. And that is it. And Craig's right. It's like, I'm so simple. 
I'm the most simple person, but that's how I've made progress because you just listen to your body, get stronger. And, you know, if you you feel like your niggles or injuries, small injuries coming up, take a break. You know, take a break. you got to listen to your body because if you're injured, you can't train at all. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and and, and get excited about learning the skill of lifting because I I think that's something that's also a little bit understated is it it does require skill. It's no different to – going and learning to play tennis or something, you know, like you need to learn how to hit the ball. You need to learn how to hit the racket, like before you can even start playing the game, you know, mm. lifting, I would say lifting weights is a hell of a lot easier than learning to play bloody tennis. But um, the reality is you, you have to dedicate some time to understanding how to execute movements and how to get into position, how to hold yourself mm. and how to brace. And, you know, like you, you need to understand this stuff to really make that, um, that exceptional sort of progress. Mm. Um, it's, it's empowering shit ladies lifting is like i just love lifting i love being an athlete like it's just craig and i are obsessed you know like we have so many conversations we we, we talk so much about training and programming and you know like just like i'll show all my videos to craig still you know we just we, we love it we're, we're obsessed with the craft of of lifting it's just it's an exciting empowering thing being strong and i really do think it teaches you how to play the long game because it's not something that you can just get better at really quickly you have to chip away um and you know really master the skill but that was great thanks sausage thanks for sharing all that um that amazing amazing knowledge with us and uh we'll see you guys for another episode soon.